And they all said, Amen. Thanks, Jen. Let's just stay in that place that the Lord has us in right now. And Jen, that's an amazing um, word you just had then because my, my message this morning is on rejoicing always and giving everything to God. So perfect. She didn't know what I was speaking on. So good morning again, everybody. This morning I'm speaking on rejoicing always. Amen. How to release our worry and anxiety and take control of our thoughts. Who wants to hear this message this morning? I'm preaching to myself, by the way. <laughs> so, Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not grieve, for the, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we just need to keep that in mind this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when we're feeling heavy and anxious and downcast or depressed, what do we do? We put on the spirit of, we put on, sorry, the garment of praise. Then the Lord lifts our anxieties and worries away. So some of you know, but I have had a big journey with anxiety and some of you might not know either, but I've struggled with anxiety all my life pretty much and um, insomnia. So I'm not preaching, you know, to you guys. I'm preaching to myself as well because, you know, it speaks to me. But even as a little girl, I didn't sleep much. I'd struggle with sleep. If I had a test coming up, I wouldn't sleep. I'd feel like I was going to be sick. Um, just worry. I'm, my mum just called me a warrior, so, you know, I just... I did worry about everything and I tend to go into worry pretty easily. But I know that God is good. Amen. And I'm just going to share a little bit of my journey and what I've learnt through my journey. So, and I know that I'm getting better and I'm learning to cast those negative thoughts down in Jesus' name. You know, I'd have times where I'd have panic attacks I don't know if any of you guys have had panic attacks, but they're horrible. And I've struggled with fear in lots of areas. You know, it's, it's not of God. It's of the enemy. And God wants us free from that for this year and forever. Amen? You know, I've struggled with... Um, in Canberra, where I was living a few years ago, I'd, I actually had to quit my job because I'd drive to work, have to pull over, you know, just have panic attacks on the way to work. It was just horrible. And I'd just feel the fear gripping me. But God has taught me how to deal with that. Doesn't mean I'll never have worry or anxiety, but I know now how to deal with it better. So we're going to read from Philippians 4, 4 to 8. So rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, people would give me that scripture. So many times I've been texted that and I've thought, that's all well and good, Lord. But it sounds awesome, but it's hard in practice sometimes. Who knows that? You know, and we can give our cares and worries to the Lord, but then we take them back as soon as we give them over. And the Lord just wants us to give them all to him once and for all. Yeah, so I feel like I'm beginning to live this scripture now, but it's taken a long time and that's okay. You know, it's a journey. Our, you know, our walk of faith is a journey sometimes and that's okay. So if you're here today and you struggle with anxiety, depression, we need to believe those scriptures. Those scriptures are our promises, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Those scriptures are ours. They're yours. So let's go through that scripture. I'm going to break it down. So number one, if you're writing notes, rejoice in the Lord always. So we need to celebrate God all day, every day. When we rejoice in the Lord, we keep focused on God and not on our circumstances. You know, I would go over and over and over and over and over every little situation. I'd play out in my mind, and I still do this sometimes, every single possible solution, every single possible way something could go wrong. But when we're focusing on that, we're not focusing on the Lord. So we really need to just quickly cast those thoughts down. And I am getting quicker. (laughs) Instead of all night now, it'll take me maybe an hour. (laughs) So who knows? We'll get there. You just have to keep... Actually, it's just a habit you have to make in your mind. It's a habit that you have to form. You know, our brains build those pathways. If you know anything about neuroplasticity, our brains build those pathways. The more you worry the deeper that groove is in your brain. So the more we concentrate on the Lord, you change your focus to the Lord. And those, it's like if you walk through um, like a, a field, you know, with grass, like pretend that it's like, imagine it's like high with grass. If you walk through a path, The first day you walk through that path, the grass is still going to be there. But if you keep on walking that same path, eventually there's going to be a pathway where the grass is trodden down. It's just the same with our brains. If we renew our mind to God's word, then we build those pathways. So we let Jesus take the place of worry. We live from that place. That scripture that I just read was written from a jail cell. Peace has nothing to do with our circumstances, but an inner calm of one who walks daily with Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you're going through, you know, you can have that inner peace when we walk with him. We choose to look for God's presence and always be joyful. What you focus on becomes magnified in your own eyes. We must magnify God and not our problems. I know I've been many times where, you know, I've made mountains out of molehills, my mum would say, stop making mountains out of molehills, Rachel. And I would do that. I would make something so huge in my own mind that when I was over, you know, when it was all done with, I'd look back and go, I don't even know why I worried about that because nothing 
that I conjured up in my mind happened. Really, rarely the worst case scenario will happen. So, and if it does, you know, God's with you anyway. When, so number two, when anxiety and worry begin to creep in, we pray. That scripture says to pray. Instead of getting stuck in a cycle of worried and anxious thoughts, stop and pray. So let that be your New Year's resolution. Instead of worry, every time you have those thoughts, you cast them down and you stop and you pray. And you say thank you to the Lord. So we make our requests known to God. We persist in our prayers. Endurance and resilience is built in us when we persist. You know, we can pray for the same thing for years. But while we're doing that, God's building resilience in us. We might not see the end from the beginning. We probably can't see the answer. Nothing's impossible for God. So keep praying, be persistent in your prayers, and you are building big, resilient muscles. Amen? (laughs) Sometimes it's a process of continuing to cast every care on the Lord when you start to worry again. And that's what I've trained, beginning to train my mind to do now. So every time I have that anxious thought, I just cast it down. I might need to cast it down a thousand times, but just keep casting it down. Don't give up. And it's amazing because even for me to be up here, my biggest fear was public speaking and, and being on stage. So last year that was my goal to joined the worship team and I remember when um, I was first asked to lead a song, Dione was here and in our practice I ran off the stage like I started crying because I was so nervous. I said, I can't do it, Dione. Yes, you can. So anyway, slowly, slowly you conquer these fears and I think you really do have to face your fears to conquer them. If I'd never got up here, if I'd never got up on stage, I'd still have that fear. And I do still get nervous. But whatever you're facing today, whatever fear you've got, I would encourage you to face it this year because God's with you. Yeah. Okay, number three, pray with thanksgiving. Psalm 104 to 5 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why do we praise his name? For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. When you pray, we do it with a thankful attitude. So that scripture that I was reading before, back in Philippians 4, It says in verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So we pray with thanksgiving. So whatever you're praying for, you thank God for the answer, that he's already done it, and he's already going to do it. So that's faith. We believe we've already got it before we receive it or before we see it. It's already given to us in the spirit. But to see it manifest in our lives, we need to say, thank you, Lord, for whatever you're believing for. Number four, God's peace will invade your heart and mind when you choose to rejoice in the Lord. So you can't worry and praise the Lord at the same time. It's really hard. You try doing that. You can't. 
So instead of worry, we need to praise. Put on that garment of praise. We pray about everything and live with a thankful attitude. Philippians 4.7 says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace is only found in Christ Jesus. That scripture says it's only found in Christ Jesus. So he guards our hearts and minds. You know, we can try all sorts of things, can't we? But it's really only Jesus that will guard our hearts and minds. Yeah. Number five, the key to maintaining peace is in your thought life. How do I maintain the peace of God? And verse eight of that Philippians four says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So they're the things the Lord wants us to think on instead of our worry and our problems. So we start thanking God. We must control our thoughts or our thoughts control us. Who's been there? You don't have to put your hand up. I know that my thoughts have definitely controlled me many, many, many times. Many times. And then it's really hard to get out of that thought pattern once you're in it and it doesn't matter what people tell me, it doesn't matter how many scriptures someone sends me or says to me, I'm already worked up into that. But you know what? God can get you back to that place of calm and inner peace when we walk with him. So we make it a habit to stop and pray and do it with thanksgiving when anxiety comes. So that scripture talks about seven things to think about and meditate on. We're going to look at each one of them quickly. So Passion Translation, in the Passion Translation, it says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. A total reformation. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we need to think about how, you know, we need to think how God thinks. We need to renew our mind to God's words. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we need to be in the word because we won't know what God says or God thinks if we're not in the word. So we need to be reading the word and sitting with the Lord and then we'll know what he says. We believe what God says about, about us. God is a miracle working God. God wants us to enter his rest to be in peace. His path is better than our own path. You know, we can have lots of ideas and solutions to our problems, but really we need to seek the Lord on everything so that we know his way because we can try all of our ways and then come to God, but wouldn't it be better if we just came to God first? Thoughts are just thoughts. It doesn't mean it is true. We choose whether we believe it or not. We need to have a godly perception. The first thing God says in that scripture to think on is whatever is true. So John, in John 17, 17, 
It says, sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. What does God's word say about us and our situations we face? I just wrote a few little things about what it says in the word in my own sort of way. But it says, God's got this. The Lord fights for us. Jesus loves us. We are children of God. He is able. It is finished. His grace is sufficient. Joy comes in the morning. I'm not alone. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Fear has no grip on me. Christ is enough for me. He has overcome the world. I'm a new creation in Christ. Jesus conquered the grave. Sin doesn't define me. And be still and know that God is good. Amen. They're just a few things. That's pretty powerful, even those things. If we believe those, we'd be better off. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Don't put labels on yourself or let others put labels on you. You know, sometimes we can put labels on ourselves that are not true. You know, even me saying I'm a warrior, that's not true. I'm a warrior for Christ. I'm not a warrior. My daughter's got a little bag that says that. I'm a warrior, not a warrior. Amen? So we need to change those thought patterns. So the more we think it, the more we become it. Are my thoughts true to God's word? We build new thought patterns. You know, I'm, you know, I grew up with, and I still do this, but a lot of what I say is negative. And I know that I've improved in that. I've got a long way to go. But, you know, instead of focusing on the negative things, we need to turn our eyes to the Lord and say what he says. And if you listen to a lot of people speak, a lot of things are, you know, negative and if you do that all the time, your brain is building those new, you know, those pathways. But we can build new pathways with God's help. Amen. So the second thing that God says to think on is think on what is right and noble. So what does what pleases God? What we dwell on needs to be godly. So we really need to be careful about what we're dwelling on, and what we're thinking on. You know, we check it against the word. Is that what God's word says? If it's not, then we change it. And we can find scriptures for anything in the word. If you're thinking one way on a particular subject, you can look in the word to find the scripture that says God's way. Think on what is pure. Pure means undefiled, clean and holy. And we can reject unpure thoughts. I think in this day and age, it's really, um, you know, even as a teacher, you you see, you know, how, I don't know, that just kids are not little kids anymore. They grow up way too fast and it's sad and I think a lot of it's from the culture that we're in but, you know, we're not to be of that. We're in the world but not of the world. So we really need to be careful what our kids are watching and what we're watching as well. 
We think on what is lovely. So the Lord is lovely. So if you can't think of anything else, you can think on him. (laughs) We think on what is admirable. What do we admire? So we need to think about what we're admiring. What do we spend our time doing? There's lots of things as we go into 2022 we can really think about how we're spending our time. Do we criticise ourselves or others? I know I'm very critical of myself and that's something I'm going to change. There is a better way. Our life follows our thoughts. You can easily get caught up in criticising others as well. I know... You know, a lot of conversations can easily turn on, you know, talking about other people in a bad way. And we must, like, really nip that in the bud. Because gossip is not of the Lord, you know. I've been in situations where I've had to, um, you know, people have been gossiping and I've had to actually just say, look, guys, I really don't think we should be talking about this person the way we are. And I've I've had backlash on that before. Oh, we're just talking, it's all right. And I'm like, well, I really don't think it is, you know. It's good to stand up for what you think's right. Makes the other people think. You don't have to be all high and mighty, but, you know, just a quick, I really don't think we should be talking that way, is all you need to do. We think on what is excellent. Be the best person you can be with the gifts and talents God has given you. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We think on the things that are worthy of praise. What is good in your life? We've all got things that are good in our lives. We give God the glory for what he does and we need to stop complaining. Number seven, if you want to walk in the peace of God that passes all understanding... We mustn't focus on trying to control our circumstances or to fix people. You know, we can also get into that mentality. I wish they'd be like this. If only they did this. You know, we all do that probably sometimes. You know, if we just focus on what God has put in front of us for our lives, then I think we would see other people... God will change those things in people as well. We're not to change people. Only the Holy Spirit can change people. So we pray for them and thank God for them. We control our own thoughts. We think on what is true and pure and lovely. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. I'm just going to read Psalm 34. It's long, so, but I just think it's amazing. So it's, it's a um, psalm of David. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble and downtrodden will hear it and rejoice. O magnify the Lord with me and let us lift up his name together. I sought the Lord on the authority of his word and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces will never blush in shame or confusion. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him for all his troubles. 
The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence and worship him with obedience, and he rescues each one of them. O taste and see that the Lord our God is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous and favoured by God is the man who takes refuge in him. O reverently fear the Lord, you his saints, believers, holy ones. For to, for to those who fear him there is no want. The young lions lack food and grow hungry, but they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worship him with obedience. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, those with moral courage and spiritual integrity, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their distress and troubles. The Lord is near to the heartbroken, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, contrite in heart, truly sorry for their sin. I use the Amplified because I love how it just explains and elaborates. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He keeps all his bones... Not one of them is broken. Evil will cause the death of the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be held guilty and will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. How good's that scripture? I know it's long, but it just sums up everything I've been speaking about. You know, something that's helped me with my anxiety, as you know, I love to pray for people, and you know, for healing and lots of different things. But I started doing that because it scared me to death to approach someone, to talk to them about the Lord. It would just be like, no way, I'm not doing that. But it has definitely helped my anxiety. So, you know, and I feel like so many people, I've seen so many people come to the Lord. And if you heard me last time, I've seen lots of people healed in Jesus' name. And if I'd let that fear grip, um, I just I just mush two words together. Then, if I let that fear take over me, I would never have seen any of that. You know, just I'd just encourage you to do that because it is scary to go up to a stranger. Even don't even have to go up to strangers. Pray for someone that you know that's going through a hard time. Because God is good and he always backs up his word. I've seen, yeah, amazing stuff. So, and I know that's helped me overcome a lot of my fear and anxiety. You know, we don't have to be perfect before we're praying for others and telling people about the Lord. God looks at the broken as someone ready to be used for his glory. And if you look, if you read in the Bible, we see that all the time. They were never perfect. No one's perfect. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy the devil roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. But 2 Timothy 1, 8 says, So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, 
We must be faithful, not fearful. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah, so we're not to worry about what people think of us. You know, I've lived in that bondage for many years, worrying about what everyone thinks. And it's time now, I'm 40, and I said to my husband, once I turn 40, I'm not worrying about what people think now, <laughs> in a good way. I mean, you still need to reflect the Lord, but, you know, I was always worrying about what people would think. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I've got so much on this, I might need to do a second breach another day. So <laughs> I might leave it, um, wrap it up now. You know, and the peace of God guards our hearts in Christ Jesus. We need to refuse to walk away from the peace that is promised to us. Even if you're not seeing it, press in for that peace because it's there for us. We need to practice the way we think. You know, when Paul and Silas were in the prison, their chains literally fell off when they were praising God. And that's what God wants to do for you guys this morning. I'm just going to read Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, and then we can come and take the elements. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with endurance the race set out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who enjoyed such, endured such hostility from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So we're not victims, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Joy starts with a decision. So as you come this morning, I really want you to say to the Lord in your heart that you're going to choose joy over anxiety, over, over worry. So as we're coming up, if you would just play that song, Mark, and then when people, as you go back, if you can really just listen to the words, we'll pray it, play it through twice, I think. And I really just want you to have that time with the Lord after you've received the elements. And give him everything. Give him all your worries and cares. And choose joy this morning. Amen.
stay seated I just want you to take I really want you to if you can read the words and really just take that moment with the Lord now
Amen. I love that song. I stumbled across that this week. So we can breathe in his peace. Amen. Just wanted to read Proverbs 17:22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. 1 Thessalonians says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to position ourselves for his peace. Just one last scripture. It's Philippians 1, 18 to 21. What then is the issue? Just this, that in every way, whether by false motives or true, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice, because I know that through your prayers and the provision of your spirit, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, my distress will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have complete boldness, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death, for to me... To live is Christ and to die is gain. That's an amazing scripture. I love that scripture. You know, um, we need to be of good cheer because the Lord's already overcome the world. Amen. Please stand. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning that we would breathe in your peace continuously this year, Lord. And when anxiety and depression try to come our way, we'll quickly cast them down, Lord, that you would bring your word to remembrance, Holy Spirit, that we would stay in your word this year. Lord, we won't look to the left or to the right, but we'll keep focused on you. Help us, Lord, when... We are weak. You are strong, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your broken body that was given for us, for our healing, Father. Healing of our mind as well as our body, Lord. So we take this, Lord, this morning and in remembrance of you and what you went through on that cross, Jesus, for us. Thank you, Lord. Let's eat together. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we take this, Lord, juice in as a symbol, Lord, of your blood that was shed on the cross. Lord, when we have forgotten your word and when we have been anxious, Lord, we ask for you to forgive us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we are forgiven. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you cleanse us from every sin and every impure thought in Jesus' name and that you would help us to be strong, Lord, in your ways. Thank you, Lord. Let's drink together. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.